Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, March 4th, 2021. As the Senate begins debating the COVID relief bill, both Republicans and Democrats appear to be applying lessons learned from the Obama years. We'll discuss that. Plus, another QAnon conspiracy threat leads to lawmakers in Washington changing their plans. And finally, the House passed two major Democratic priority bills this week. But is there any hope for their passage in the Senate? Today, the Senate began debating President Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief package. And with the start of that debate, so come the amendments. A marathon late-night session is expected what they call Voterama in the United States Senate because of the way in which this bill is being passed through the Congress. The reconciliation budget rules are being used here so that it can pass the Senate with just a simple majority. There are basically no limits on amendments that can be offered to this bill. So here's what's going to happen. Majority Leader Schumer brings up the legislation on the floor. Then he's going to offer some amendments. The next thing that will happen is that Schumer's going to ask the Senate to dispense of the reading of the bill. You may have heard Ron Johnson, the Republican senator from Wisconsin, wants the entire bill read. That could take about 10 hours. Ron Johnson looking to prolong the amount of time that this bill is on the floor of the Senate before it gets a vote. Once the bill's been read, the Senate begins 20 hours of debate. The time is evenly divided between Republicans and Democrats. And here's the next moment that Ron Johnson is leading the charge for Republicans to try and stretch out the clock of how long this bill will get on the Senate floor before it comes up for a final vote. He's urging his Republican colleagues to offer as many amendments as possible as they go through the night tonight. And these amendment votes, folks, are largely designed to put senators of one party or the other in a tough political position and create political ads around them, even though at the end of the day, most of these amendments don't get added to the bill. The fundamental political dynamics at play with this bill in the Senate are pretty clear. It is unlikely to get even a single Republican vote, as Republicans have decided that being a total wall of opposition to this effort will not hurt them politically. And in fact, being unified in that opposition will perhaps help them politically. This is their lesson learned from the Obama years, when Republicans decided to be a complete obstruction to Obama's agenda— And they benefited in the Obama years. They took over the House of Representatives. They took over the United States Senate. For Democrats, the lesson learned from the Obama years, don't waste your time trying to get Republicans on board, because in doing so, you will inevitably weaken the goal of the legislation, and Republicans at the end of the day still won't come on board. So that is why you see Democrats moving at a very quick pace to get this bill through both chambers and onto the president's desk for a signature. Now, here's what else matters today. Washington, D.C. was on high alert today amid threats to take control of the United States Capitol and remove Democratic lawmakers on this day, March 4th. Why? This is the date when some conspiracy theorists believe former President Donald Trump will be returning to the presidency based on the fact that presidents used to be inaugurated on March 4th prior to 1933. 
Today, the capital is heavily fortified with razor wire fencing and National Guard troops. And there is a broader effort by federal agencies to, of course, avoid repeating any mistakes ahead of the January 6th attack. The security concerns were great enough that it caused the House of Representatives to change its schedule. They worked late into the night last night to avoid being in session on today, March 4th. Speaker Nancy Pelosi downplayed the fact that the rescheduling was due to the security threats. I don't think anybody should take any encouragement that because some troublemakers might show up that we changed our whole schedule. Still, the fact remains, the threats were there and the House did change its schedule. The House Sergeant of Arms said they received intelligence about militia activity taking place today. And it doesn't seem like National Guard troops are going anywhere soon. The U.S. Capitol Police have now requested a two-month extension of troop support in the area surrounding the Capitol. And finally today, in that late-night working session in the House of Representatives last night, the Democratic House passed two sweeping pieces of progressive legislation. First, it approved H.R. 1. That's a government ethics and election bill that, among other things, would establish a federal floor for many aspects of voting access, like early voting and voting by mail, in contrast to the state-level Republican efforts we're seeing across the country aimed at restricting voting access. Then there was the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. That bill would prohibit racial and religious profiling by law enforcement at every level while banning chokeholds at the federal level and no-knock warrants in federal drug cases. Unlike last summer, Democrats now control the United States Senate and have an ally in the White House. But the bill's fate in the Senate is not at all certain. In a 50-50 divided Senate, these big progressive priorities that came out of the House on basically pure party line votes may not be able to get through the United States Senate because you need 60 votes to do so. Now, this raises the question that White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki took again today in the briefing room as to whether or not President Biden is willing to put his political muscle in doing away with the filibuster. Now, remember, Biden's an institutionalist. He spent 36 years in the Senate. The idea of just getting rid of the filibuster is not very high on Joe Biden's priority list, but he's going to continue to face progressive pressure to do something about that because these kinds of priorities can't get through to his desk. And when Democrats, especially progressive Democrats, see that they control the House, the Senate and the presidency and still can't accomplish their goals, that's where the political pressure starts coming from the president's left and how he responds to that is going to be a really important part of the overall Biden presidency. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.